Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast. With you, as always, is Bob, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. I can't wait to do this every week. I just get so excited. Please welcome Mickey to the table for another episode of True Bobcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. Totally excited. Uh, It just gets better and better, you know? Yeah, I'm really feeling it. Tonight we're going to review just the most layered, intricate episode thus far. Right, right. This this episode, to me, it didn't even really feel like so much an an episode, but like watching like a real-life case unfold. I know. know? What was that? I I don't feel like when I watch True Detective that I'm I'm, I'm, uh, watching a TV show. It's like I'm watching like uh, action news or something, like a a special report, something that's going to make me feel, you know, all sorts of tingly inside. Uh, We did get some answers tonight on the True Bombcast. Uh, I'm just going <laughs> to jump right into it, man. The hunters, first, first thing I hunters, hear, though. Hunters in the Dark. Yes, it was directed six. by Daniel Sackham. Go on. Sackham. New name added to the vocabulary list. Yo, Sackham in the Pizzy. Let's go over all the names so far. We got Purple Haze. Wow, yeah. We got Rolling West. Wow, yeah. I don't have a nickname for Tom yet, but poor Tom. Man, I you think know I what? Might Peep, got one. Peeping Tom. Um, <laughs> we'll get Tom. into that. Um, Right off the bat, you know, we're talking, if you watch, like, you know, before the show begins, they they give you a little, you know, uh, update on what you missed. And, like, they talk about several different things. But the one thing that stuck out to me was the princess from the pink room, Mm. just lots of deception. And then we get right into the 1980s. I guess it might be the first time that they ever had sex. Yeah. We got cigarettes and sex. Yeah, yeah. Hell of a day when a gunfight's the second most exciting thing that happens to you. And they're smoking again. Yeah, big time. Chain smoking. Staring at the ghost. You see him stare off into the Mm -hmm. distance. Staring into that mirror again, you know? And, like, we're looking at that opening image, you know, of, like, them laying in bed, our two main characters, you know? And they're talking about life. Yo, it's it's never behind you. It's never behind you. Yeah, speaking of the beginning in the intro, like I never read the descriptions before I watch an episode, you know, on HBO Now. Mm-hmm. Like, why would they put that before you watch it? I don't know, but I mean, we should also probably address the fact that, and this is total spoilers for the people out there. If you don't want to know, maybe skip ahead five minutes. But like around two weeks ago on the social media platforms, they did release an image that we have yet to see of the 2015 True Criminal um, taping of the show with a doppelganger of my wife. What? Uh, she, oh, she's yeah, the blonde, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, Cyborg. And they, they, they reveal, and, uh, you know, it's all coming to a head because I've been saying this since day one, even in True Detective Season 2, that everything's connected. And we do see an image of Rust and Marty. The sprawl continues. But it was odd to me that we still haven't seen how it connects. But, I mean, after tonight's episode, it's clear to me that we got some sort of sprawl going on with the Bobcast. Bobcast. Uh, totally excited to have everybody, you know, back here listening. Uh, I, I can see the numbers. I can see how people are responding to this show. Chat about it. You know, I, I feel as if, like, we, we've hit on a pop culture nerve. Nice. Nice. But, yeah, we got the main characters in there, you know, and, like, I've said this before in the true Bobcast. Mm. We can seamlessly go from three different time periods effortlessly on the show. I don't know any other show that can do that. 
It's exceptionally written, this one. It's really good. I was thinking about it in the shower today. Just how do they do it? Pizzy just locked himself in the box for three years. Yeah, pretty much, right? Just in the <clears> box. <throat> and that's funny you say that because one of the first things we see, too. Oh, we should comment, too, on the fact that <laughs> Wildja, Wildja is talking about superpowers or Purple Haze. How he's always just a little bit ahead of the game and he's all, you know... He's an all-assuming man who's always the, ready to see the picture, you know? And we'll get into that in a bit his, because uh, there's so many great detective moments for his, Purple th- this his week. His superpower was being able to forget his Vietnam past. Yeah, that too. But Forgetting his past, but like being able to see through like all the corners too. If you think about what it was like maybe to be a detective in 1980, you, you didn't have DNA. You didn't have any of that scientific shit. All you had was your truth. Brain cells. Brain cells. You know, in Purple Haze, obviously, I mean, they he wasn't affected by Agent Orange. Then, didn't they? What's that? They had some DNA, didn't they? I mean, they did, but it was, nowhere near, it was nowhere near as sophisticated as it did today. Oh, in, yeah, in a case yeah. in point, when you look at the whole detective <clears throat> case, you know, uh, previously we had seen the trash man, the trash man standoff, that pizzy, pizzy moment. Oh, my God. Um, yo, slow down, man. But I'm just saying, you're like, basically, up. I'm wild up because there's so much stuff going know, on here. When we talk about the, you know, the... Uh, the trash man and uh, the fact that you know we find this like school bag that's unattended but then also too they're attracting to the fact that you know Jewel, uh, uh, the Purcell girl um, you know they think her remains were burned in that tub well, yeah, they wrote I mean, that off. Can't you all just go get, get in that dust and see if there's any human DNA in there? No, the bones, stem that. or something. Roland's like, give me another smoke. <laughs> you know? Yo, when they went into the box with Pizzy, you know what I mean? Tom with the acting chops. This week. That's what I was about to say. In the box with Tom. Got and the thing is crazy because you know what the thing about True Detective is too that I love so much mm. is that when you're watching it, you miss like just like thirty seconds. You're all messed up. You don't know what's going. Like yeah. they're like, oh, we, he's just been, he's just in, indicted him. Like basically, he's guilty because of this one statement. I, I for the life of me, I, I wrote down here. Uh, you know, he's in the whole, he's in the box. But Jesus, Tom's a suspect again. Why is Tom a suspect? Because of many different things that we'll we'll discuss right now for you. Um, the fact too that I love I love how Roland West has like changed his perspective on Tom. As soon as he goes back in that box, he's like, "Sit your ass down." You know what I mean? Like we've got something on you and like that like i said it still pains him when he looks away with that glance in his eye he's like i can't believe i have to do totally this. pains him you know See, and like, wish, there's a relationship there and mary you know tom peeping tom he's awesome peeping tom is awesome but i wish west had a mullet in the night oh yeah that would be real that would be real sweet that would be really true he basically just did like the, the pushback you know yeah but yeah i i just love it you know i mean everybody knows my side just so many different things going on there too you know and like the 90s too like with purple haze and like you know how he's like been unpizzied and he's trying to you know, like prove himself repizzy and you know we've got all these people also coincidentally it's a dude uh th- i guess the guy that's like the superior officer was also in uh the dark knight uh rises he was the guy that Catwoman captured and took to that bar and held ransom, ah. who coincidentally is Thomas Wayne in this October's Joker film. Jesus Christ, you're an encyclopedia of pop culture knowledge this week, Bob. That's what happens when you tune in to <laughs> Bob Bobcast. Now we finally get to meet our man, Harrison James, turned Hoyt Chicken Man security officer. Hoyt. You know who else was named Hoyt? Hoyt from True Blood. Remember? Hoyt. We had a Shreveport reference earlier this we did. season. I kept thinking, holy shit, are they, are they going to bring in uh, the true blood, true blood universe? <clears throat> this show really has a way of capturing everything. It does. Without you know? even knowing it's doing it sometimes. I don't know. 
you know, and I was I was thinking to myself like, oh man, when's Purple Haze going to talk about that peeping Tom hole in the hole in the wall? And then I said to myself, oh my God, peeping Tom, peeping Tom, that's yeah, great, peeping Tom. And it also made me, for some reason also in the, in the pop culture digest, I start thinking about uh, Marty McFly when he fell out the tree and he's like, crazy, he's a peeping Tom. <laughs> I hit another one. Yeah, how many were there lurking around that neighborhood? How many how many peeping Toms were out before you could easily be like you know, like videotaped and stuff too, you know? Like how many of those perverts are out there? You know, how many of those sick individuals are lurking in the 1980s? I don't know, but nowadays, you know, you don't need peeping Toms because everybody just posts their uh, nudity on the internet, on the Instagram. I love how Hayes is like... Like they leave the box and like uh, West is like, what do you think? He's like, I usually know. I don't. Ooh. You know? And like he's just like, he can't... He it, It's tearing him apart because he's usually, he's usually a really great detective. I had a fuck. I had a haze moment today. We'll get there in the last uh, portion of this episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was staring out the window, and it hit me. What hit you? What he didn't know. Oh, t- do tell. Well, we'll get there. You know what I mean? Uh, <clears throat> when uh, we're back at the secret chicken recipe, remember when uh, Haze is like, "What do you got to call the secret chicken recipe?" <laughs> oh, I love that line. I know, uh, Pizzy. Uh, but then Hayes compliments the body, right? He's like, you got a good body. Oh, that scene. When he gets the Hoyt, we're all the way up there. Okay, yeah, let's get into that part because there no, was... Harris James, yeah, he's yeah, back. So, so, so the fact that we're back at the Hoyt factory, immediately I say to myself, oh, large corporate you know, organization, they're dirty. They're dirty without a doubt. Mm. But yeah, what's that line I got? Uh, um, where's it at here? About. Yeah, well, I mean, the one thing that we should talk about, too, is like Hayes at the same time is like, look, there, there is no evidence for arrest here. We can get a warrant to get back into his house and search, but there's no evidence that suggests that Tom is guilty, you know? And um, yeah, it, it was just deep, man. You know, I was just like, oh, my God. And Tom, man, Tom, peeping Tom. Just, peeping Tom. There's veins in, in it. There's flux capacitor veins he's got going on. Is You know, another Back to Future <clears> reference. I here, thought man. he was going to turn into the Incredible Hulk. Seriously, man. But, uh, you know, the fact that... Um, yeah, we, we the Hoyt thing we'll get to in a bit. We should also talk about uh, what well, he went there after the box to talk go, to Harris James. He did. Is that the scene where it pops off? Okay, so you know when they're in there, uh, that scene, ladies and gentlemen. If you're a true, true. detective like uh, Mickey and I on the case, <laughs> you'll notice there's some similar, or excuse me, um, familiar looking objects in the room. And the first thing that stuck out to me is when Roland looks at the wall and he sees a hunting picture. What's in that hunting picture? Antlers. Really? Antlers. Antlers. Also, too, in that office when they pull out, what's that uh, technique called when you preserve some sort of creature after it's died? Uh, taxidermy. Taxidermy, There was a yeah. deer up on the wall, some more antlers. There's some swords. There's an old cryptic-ass-looking gun. This guy's a fucking villain here on the... Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast. But yeah, man, that, that guy, he was just dirty, you know? Yeah, just he was dirty. flirting with Hayes. He told me he had a good body. Yeah, it was a very perverted type flirt, too, you know, because he came out of left field. What does he say? He, he says, uh, I actually got that line. Um, he says, uh, you got you to take over real quick while I go through these notes. I got so <clears> many goddamn true detective notes. Yeah, God can cure Harris James. Do you know what I mean? He was... After they looked in Tom's trailer or wherever he moved to, they started to rummage through his drawers. Yeah, we did, we did miss on some stuff, but the one line in that office I love, like when you're talking about that little bit of uh, flirtation, mm. he's like, uh, I don't eat donuts. I know, I can tell. And Hayes throws him that look like, what'd you say? 
You got a good body. But yeah, I think we got in the notes here too that I want to talk about too is the fact that Wildja, Wildja in 1990, she's on that case, you know, she's on that case thick. She's about to write a sequel book, you know? How do you, yeah. write, how do you write a sequel book if, you know, I, I guess like the sequel spawned from the fact that the Purcell girl is now out there and she's, you know, talking all sorts of crazy shit saying he's not my dad. Tell him to not to, you know what I mean? Like she's brainwashed. Well, that was hinted at earlier in the season when there were rumors with the parents of Tom mm. saying that the kids might not be his. And here's the other part you forgot too. Well, a very similar scene in True Detective 1 is where we go into like a garage setting. We're going into this garage because they're investigating a little bit about peeping Tom's back history. And he's like, look, Tom was going to be on his way out no matter what because he'd been drinking on the job and taking out loans. And then he, they said something. I'm like, what? I even went back and watched it twice, but I didn't pick it up until we went to the house. Here, Tom was running tricks with other men mm-hmm. and was trying to get rid of homo- his homosexuality. Right, and he found that there. pamphlet that said God can cure homosexuality. I studied that pamphlet, too. I paused on there. Yeah, what I'm did like, it say? I kept looking for something. I just got you the know chills. what I kept thinking it was? I kept thinking, like, oh my God, it's the church from season one. Remember, where they're, like, they're under, and like, uh, uh, Russ is like, I can't, I just can't watch. He's just like, sure. And like, Marty's like, you, you've, you've, you're a real tough cookie here. Dude. You're, this is what I saw when I stared out the window. I'm telling you, this is my epiphany moment. I mm-hmm. will, I will, I, I, should I spill the beans right now? Yeah, why not? We're here on the, Bobcast. No, I'm going to hold back. I'm going to restrain myself. I'm going to control because it, mm-hmm. it'll all tie in at the okay, end. Okay, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that when you're getting down deep and dirty mm-hmm. in the devil's den. By the way, they call that place, who, wherever it is, uh, I guess it was the homosexual cruising spot, cruising spot. devil's den. And I'm thinking to myself, have we seen this devil's den? And like, you know, like in True Detective season one, the landscape, the land of Louisiana was so much a character in it. And we did have some of those shots too this week when the car is, you know, there's an aerial shot of the two detectives in the car and you get to see the surrounding areas. It, it's every place they go. It's like, there's always like some sort of dark shit about to go on. Sprawl. You know what I'm saying? And like, uh, you know, while you're, while you're out there trying to, you know, crack the case, she goes to the press conference and, you know, uh, I guess it's Julie before, yeah, Julie Purcell, the blonde, that hard-written individual, you know, who doesn't like Wild in the first place because she tried to, I guess, get under her skin, you know. She's like, I ain't, de- I ain't dealing with this hee-haw sideshow. <laughs> I love that line. Jesus, you're on fire as for Bobcast. Um, speaking of God, speaking of Devil's Den, there was a great line when they were in the car, classic true detective moment. I always thought he should have put the extra day in instead of half ass. Oh, I got it. that one down too. I love that. They're talking about the creation. God created uh, uh, the world, God, in, the seven world days. In, in seven days. But no, no, he created it in six, but he rested on the seventh day. Right. So uh, we got all that those facts going on, you know. We got the Hoyt thing. Wild, yeah. Also, too, they talk about, um, you know, how much money this cat's making at Hoyt Foods, you know. Yeah, they check the books. Uh, they're going through his finances. They're trying to things, find things out. And I got I got the note right here. It says, Hayes looks at the photo on the wall. Horns. I got horns underlined like three times with a big-ass bubble exclamation point because I'm just like, horns, horns, horns. It's got to be something, you know? And see, we know that Harris already dies at this point. They mentioned this True. before. True. We know he's a goner. So we know he's implemented it already. We just don't know how far. I love that whole push and pull mechanism this season. <laughs> should they, have put, put in the extra effort, not half-assed it. I love it. They tell you things, they pull them away, and they push things at you. And then, you know what I mean? It's just this constant. They take away information. They give mm-hmm. it to you. It's bouncing all around. Yeah. And all the while, we're still trying to solve the case in 2015. A good novel does that sometimes, too. But I don't recall any television show except for True, True. Detective. 
That's that straight pizzy juice. Yeah, I mean, season two, you could tell that he rushed. But with this one, mm. my God, this is such an intricate case. <clears throat> and, know. you know, there's so many, like, red herrings. But at the same time, I still don't know what, you know, I don't know what's going on. I, oh, hey, you know what I mean? But yeah, every I episode, I knew, I knew you got theories. I knew you got I theories. I told you it's going to get crazy. Theory. Speaking of one of my theories, it might be debunked finally. Because we get a little look when Wild is on the case in that school for reformed girls or what have you. Mm-hmm. Who but who rolls up into the little outside area but a gardener on a little track? Oh, I didn't even pick that up. Yeah. Wh- wh- which scene is this again? It was when she looks out the window when she's talking to that young girl who's like, if you want to write mm-hmm. a book, write a book about the girls in here. Oh, she yeah. Looks got out that right and there's this, this yeah. like, you know, no nothing, nobody gardener referencing, obviously. Yeah, where's that take place at? The Spaghetti Monster. Yeah, no, no, no. Where does it take place where Wadjer looks out the window? At some reform school or something where mm. Mary Julie also stayed. Also, school again. Season one, we had schools. These girls write a book of what happens to it's them. It's all collapsing in on itself. And then we get back to, I guess, Julie's brother, right? You know, he's all disheveled looking. Isn't that a cousin, Dan O'Brien? Something, right? Is he a cousin? He's Yo, when dead, he, though. When he grabbed that fork out of his mouth, man. Oh, that was great. But he is dead, <laughs> though, in the current timeline because True Criminal Girls showed a yeah. picture of his remains. So he's dead. Mm-hmm. He he met a real bad demise. But that scene where he's eating the breakfast, uh, you know what else I was thinking, too? Uh, I mean, there might have been a day where this was acceptable, but no longer in our culture. It was like common for like men and women to enjoy their food with a cigarette. Yeah, I saw, I, I saw I, that. I just don't get that. I don't know. You know, from a perspective, like, what are you doing? You can't taste this food if you're smoking. You know, like, just uh, I don't know what it is about the. Coincidentally, too, we finally found out what kind of cigarettes people smoke on True Detective. It's camels. Oh uh, yeah. I wonder if Busy called him up. Is like, look, I got this one special scene. Now, if y'all want to get in, like, you know, Camel Philip Marster, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me get up in there. We Hold did up. uh kind of scene. We did have a. I did have a little. You know, I said they look like camel wide bodies earlier. So yeah. I'll take credit for predicting that. Yeah, you did. You Why did not? know that. I yeah, but I always thought, like, you know, like, I mean, Quentin Tarantino's world, what's he got? The Apple cigarettes? Red right? Apple or something. I thought that, like, Pizzy would have something. I even thought Lone Star beer was from the true detective world until I found out, no, it's a beer down there. Yeah. They should have pulled Lone Star back just for us. So this cat, right? This guy wants 7K for his story. What does I, he know? A name. Yeah. I knows. could watch him all day, by the way. He's like Lieutenant Dan's little cousin or brother. Oh, my or God. Something. He does look like Lieutenant Dan's brother. And he's got I some watch sort of, him all day. He's got some sort of sty going on in his eye. Yeah, Make up all, the problem. He's like, yeah, let's just give him a sty because he's all messed, messed up. up. <laughs> messed up, right? But, yo, they, they need a Dan O'Brien spinoff of just that character, not even in the true detective universe. Oh, that'd be wonderful. And then, no, no, it, I'm it, sorry. The true. <laughs> I coined a phrase. Oh, I just blew it, by the way. Sorry, audience. But um, they need a spinoff of him in an untrue Detectiverse. <laughs> I hope that they just continue the regular old universe, but you know. yeah, the true Detectiverse. You know what else I really like during that scene? I love the way that Hayes, his body language is now starting to, it's getting a little bit more aggressive in this mm. 1990s segment. Like he's he, he's starting to take over. He's he's getting. He, he doesn't care that he's not the lieutenant like Roland West. He's just, I'm on it, you know? And we mm-hmm. we see later when they're in the car, there's an aggressive scene between the two because this case is tearing them apart and it's tearing them apart their entire lives. But I mean... Yeah, he's getting The thing that's aggressive. crazy is like, you know, after, uh, you know, Roland, or excuse me, uh, Purple pulls that fork out of his mouth and, you know, <laughs> it's best. like, yeah, we'll fi- well, I guess we could follow him. We could put somebody on him, shit like that. We're then magically taken to the police station again oh, where oh. Here, here comes Peeping Tom walking right in again, <laughs> you know? No, just traipsing around the police Even station. Even times, it's like, I don't, forget the security. There's no metal detector here. There's none of that, okay? He was just I'm in the box, just a suspect. Now he's, boom, back, yeah, eavesdropping, boom, getting boom, the yeah, info. He was just in the box. 
<laughs> you don't get no best. better than that. That is the best. Bobcast. Well, we did skip over one brilliant line. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'll be copying them all up the on time. There, yeah, go ahead. When they're speaking with Dan O'Brien and Hayes is like, well, I can speak crazy. I'm fucking fluent. Oh, yeah, that was a good line. That was a real pizzy, good line. Pizzy, 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 dude. You're See, on the, the altar part about week. true Bobcast is that you got two detectives on the case. One forgets one little detail, the other one's there. <laughs> I, know, right? I was thinking about that today. I'm like, well, if I forgot, he's if I, Yeah, if I forget it, Mickey's got this, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it to end either, man. This is episode six, so we only got two, two more. more. So, like, usually in episode seven, episode seven is the one where, like, it's all revealed, if you recall correctly. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. In episode seven, True Detective season one, that's when we see uh, Errol on the lawnmower. Spaghetti and we know monster. in that moment, oh shit, he's the one that's been creating. You know, My and the other thing, the other thing we should talk about too is there's, there's several mentions in this episode. Uh, I, it's in my notes, but I'll just tell you, there's so many references to time, yeah, circles, mm-hmm. um, things coming around. You know, that's obviously karma. a look into the pizzy mind. You know, pizzy, gotta hand it to him, man. Like you know. Like really, you know, and it seems like the rating is really good. HBO is very happy. Mm. HBO also came out and said that basically we're just going to give Pizzy as much time as he wants to do whatever he he deems fit, you know? Like the good old days. You remember when artists used to not put out albums every six months? They or used like to put wait. an album out at midnight and be like, check me out. Yeah, look at me, look at me. But the quality is, you know, this yeah. season it's evident that he took time to like really get mm-hmm. into it i mean this many episodes in the season two i had a really good understanding of what was probably going to happen you know i was just like ah, okay it's probably not going to go nowhere and it didn't i'm really hoping though with this uh p- specific case because I, I very much care about the characters i'm starting to i, I care lie, about yeah. um west and purple in like modern day like uh 2015 because there's just something about you know i said it last week here on the something about a man at the end of his life seeking redemption it just ah, gets me in the right way that's good i like to hear you say that speaking of which him at the end of his life when he's talking to his son cyborg about crushing it with your doppelganger there yeah that was a good one i love that cyborg was crushing it cyborg is doing a good job but cyborg is having an affair ladies and gentlemen if you didn't pick it up with the true what's the true criminal's host name i don't know i don't know Teresa. this is like this week i was like oh my god looks like my wife but um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, um, man, I got I got that note right here. Oh, Heather, her name's Heather. Heather. Uh, oh shit, he's cheating. Hayes, Hayes coming. He's like, yeah. What did he say here? He said, uh, oh yeah, I love the line. Cyborg's like, uh, you're smoking now, and Hayes is like, seemed like a good time to stop depriving myself. <laughs> yeah, and then Hayes asks him about, did I instill that in you? And Cyborg's just like wells up and gets all teary eyed. Yeah, and then all of a sudden Cyborg's like, I'm gonna start smoking too. too. <laughs> I, weren't they cyborg cigarettes i kind of thought they were uh, like, maybe i never saw cyborg smoke though i haven't i, I guess haven't... he can smoke he's half man half machine here <laughs> on the <laughs> yeah i have a note here nice fight am i referring to tom versus dan o'brien at this point yeah let's talk about that scene okay so we're now we're in the Brutal back of fight. So, so as soon as like i see tom I automatically know he's relapsed and he's now drunk. I can like, and that's good. Like when you can see an actor, I mean, he probably wasn't drunk in real life, but that, that guy, man, I want to follow his career, man. I mean, I know he's probably like our age, but he's really starting to peak now because he's got mad range. He's peeping Tom. He's rage Tom. Rage Tom though, man, I was scared of when we got in that room. Yeah. I was scared too. As soon as he went, as soon as he went back and grabbed the gun, I was like, oh, Jesus, no. Is it Tom? 
Why is Tom, like, what's Tom have to gain? Tom was hiding his homosexuality. Did he offer up his girl for something? Also, probably we should talk about that peephole real quick. Go on. So the peephole in this season has been an integral part. And I love the fact that Hayes doesn't bring it up because Hayes hasn't brought up the school bag. He hasn't brought up the fact that, like, he never told them, like, you know, the, the school bag should have been uh, burned. Mm. And also, too, he says, uh, he corrects them on the, um, when Thomas Wayne, whoever this dude is, that uh, is also in Dark Knight Rises, says, you know, uh, tw- uh, excuse me, uh, what does he say? Ten people have been killed. Hayes corrects him. He's like, twelve. If you're going to get the numbers right, you better include the deceased. I, I don't have that quote written down because it could be something different. But I love the fact that he's telling them what's up and he's holding information from the case because he knows there's an inside job going on here. Or is he forgetting? I don't know. But then the fact, too, that he gets the warrant and he goes back to Tom's house. And we're sitting there, and um, also, too, we got lots of graffiti. I'm just, like, sitting there, like, thinking, Mickey, Mickey, please pick up something that I don't see. I kept thinking, like, remember in season one, we had all those graffiti things, like, inside the church? Like, he was making, like, the... Remember when they go to the one church and they review on the wall? There's yeah, that creature. the drawings. I kept, like, looking for something that's, like, sprawly. I didn't in see that any busy, sprawl. busy, busy world. <clears throat> but uh, Roland, or excuse me, Perp, he rolls up that paper. And then he realizes in that moment, no, this is not no peeping Tom. It's for the notes. This is for them to convey messages. The kids. The kids. To each other. The kids to each other at night because they were probably sneaking out of the house to do something. Either that or they're trying to like say something that they couldn't in front of their parents. There's just so so much shit going on here. And what's what's the cat's name that looks like uh, Undetective? What's Undetective's name? Undetected. The guy's dead with the hair with the breakfast. Harris six. James. So Harris James like was living there at the house. Was he? He he was. Remember when they first questioned him? They were like, "What do you? What, what room were you in?" He was in that. Oh, room. Dan and O'Brien. Dan, Dan O'Brien. O'Brien. I'm sorry. So Dan O'Brien. Lieutenant was, Dan O'Brien. Lieutenant Dan O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> How do we catch up on that when we said it? First but one? you know the fact that Purple Haze, you know, questioned that, and then that's when he realized, oh no, it's the notes. You know, like why would two kids be communicating like that? And then why would, you know, like she's brainwashed. There's so many things going on. There is a lot going on. You know, and it's it's very mysterious, you know, and like, yeah, I just, I love when like, uh, I mean, the big fight scene between, um, well, also too, I mean, like the fact that we should talk about Wild Geo for a little bit, you know, and that's Amelia too in this true true podcast world. Um, She's a great actress, man. She's pretty good. Her, her facial mannerisms are so uh, suspect to like not knowing. I can't read her. You know what I mean? And I, we don't even know her fate yet. We don't know what happened to her. No, she's character. dead. She's dead in current. Yeah, time. but we'll how? Talk about we don't know. But I mean, that's going to be something. I, I imagine Ooh. she she got involved with the case and something went wrong. Yeah, we we glossed over it earlier. But how how does this um, Mary July, aka Julie Purcell, show up just as the book's about to be published? That is, a, that is a good point. Yeah, like when like she needs it just, the most. She needs it the most. And like also, too, she's not writing any fiction. If she didn't meet Purple Haze that one time, she would never have a hit book. Her publisher wouldn't be asking for anything. She ain't writing no fiction. She ain't writing no memoir. She was the kid's teacher, Bill. Mm, it's very, very strange. Um, and you say she just happened to meet the detective who was working the case, but mm, that theory is always running rampant. Yeah, you know? I, I'd have to go back and watch episode one, but I do believe he was in the school. But the way she's looking at him is very strange. And I, we said before, last week here on the Bombcast, she was the one to offer up all the information first. She also had firsthand knowledge of these kids because she's a teacher. She was their teacher. 
Speaking of the first episode, and as great as this episode was and as like hooked as I am, I still haven't watched any episode twice. But I could tell you, I watched every episode of True Detective Season 1 at least 20 times. Right, when I got the flu, I watched it for comfort. Mm, I tested that before Cobra was like, why would you watch that? It's dark. I'm like, it's you don't know who the, you're working with. That's perfect. You know what I mean? That's a perfect... Uh, See, what, like the thing is like, okay, yeah. Do I... Do I surround myself with these types of things? No, but there's nothing quite like a good mystery. And there's something about what happened to you and I in 2004 when the first season of True Detective came out. Mm-hmm. I had never been that happy dancing to intro music. <laughs> my, I remember my wife was like, God, what's wrong with Bob? You yeah, know? surely after that rap. Eating uh, in the branches. I still got that video on my phone. Uh, it was a great, great moment. And, you know, I, I'm happy that it's back. Uh, I want to talk more about Tom when he gets in that room with uh, Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan Brutal, O'Brien. Right? Beating him. Yeah, I think dude. he even kicks him in the balls at one point, right? Yeah, dude, he does give him a good one. But let me, let's me let be honest with you. Who's flashing guns? In real life, who's flashing guns and not pulling triggers? Tom. People Do, do people do that? I, 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 would, I would beg uh, to argue that the, that gun wasn't even loaded. Where'd he get the gun? He had Probably it. just took it he out of the police it. station. I mean, he yeah. obviously has like a free pass. Tom's like, let me get the cocaine. <laughs> let me get the evidence. Let me get everything you guys got. He just struts into the armory. I, let me borrow that badge. Give me the keys of the cruiser. I'll be back. <laughs> I love that. I thought immediately of you when Tom came in. He's like <laughs> sneaking Yo. in through the back door. I was like, it's like oh, it was my on God. Here he goes again, man. I can't believe it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's like, that's it's it. It's just dude. the best. Though, that is the so fact great. that Tom can just roll in and out, you know? Yeah. But um, uh, he gets the information, you know? He, he's, he's asking him, like, what did you do? There's also that mystery, too, about, like, you know, Julie, too, in that Vegas room. Did she well, well, OD? Oh, yeah, he, you know? he puts that out there, which mm-hmm. obviously, like, no, she didn't. No. It, it, but why can, didn't she? That's what we need to understand now because of the well, name. Well, so many people have wound up deceased because of this case, which is just wild. You know? Yeah. It's like, how, why, why is this going on? You know? Did you ever consider how many dead bodies are surrounding this case? Yeah. Like, we haven't even considered that. No, I think it's 12, you know, we, we it's talk 13, about 14, our fictional 15, spaghetti 16. plot, but we should have... <laughs> I know, we should we have should, the board. Well, hopefully, uh, we should have the board, like, next time, and then we'll take pictures well, of we it. we don't have enough time. That we, we're not... We true. barely even made this one. we got a snowstorm imminent any moment right now. There's snowing today, you know? People driving crazy out there on the road. <clears throat> Slick. Got another so, government yeah. shutdown coming down. This is all I want to live, though, is in true detective world. I finally realized where old man Hayes stumbled upon that crossroads in the first episode. Oh, yeah, tell me. That was the Purcell house. Yes. That's He's what I put two circle. and two together this week. Mm, that was in, Yes, and that's why it was all abandoned looking like that. Yeah, because he was trying to... So he's been there. Damn, that place has been abandoned then since 1990? He's probably before that. He's been there since the first episode when he ended up on that corner. And in real time, he he didn't meet... Damn, that's 25 years. Roland West. You know what I mean? So he's been digging. He's been doing detective work. He's been going through Wildia's novel, which he didn't even read back in... Why didn't he read it? He keeps saying that. He keeps saying that. But like, okay, so we'll get to that in a moment. First, we should talk about the uh, amazing... Okay, so like in The True Detective, it's always great when the two detectives don't see eye to eye and they mm. get in arguments Conflict. season one there's so many great iconic moments between rust and marty you know um, you are like the michael jordan of bullshit yeah it's just great does he say bull- or being a son of a bitch <laughs> there you go. regardless um 
season two, I didn't really feel much of that because I mean, we had so many different characters. So, like, I didn't, as a reason, I just, they, they didn't connect. But in this one mm. specific scene, they're connecting in a way where I can totally relate the frustration too, because the fact that Perp's been unpissy so bad, he's just trying to be like, look, I'm here to work. I'm not trying to get a paycheck. You know what I mean? I want to work. And, uh, you know, what does Roland say? He's like, uh, what does he say? Uh, you keep walking alone out here. They're going to call the something in it how quick this town died didn't die it got murdered Ooh, dog. that's Hayes too because like you know he's just saying that whole town's soul's been sucked out because of this case yeah at that point in the episode I'm just literally eyes wide open screaming who wrote this you know and the fact too when I watch these things Pizzy. I'm watching the episode with these notes in front of me yes. so like i don't know any other tv show that can fill up three pages of notes you know what i mean if Yo. i watch like you know something on netflix i'd be like yeah i mean look at all those notes you got an ipad that you're scrolling right now it's an endless sprawl it's like a oh that's another feed. bobcast <clears throat> vocabulary word um the fact though that, that they're arguing and uh you know perp's like i want to stay on this case I, I was very alarmed when roland west was like i'm taking you home you know, I was like, what? You guys yeah. just got all this information. Why do you want to take him home? He did have a good parallel. He's like, that's the difference between you and me or something. Like, I know when to quit. He, he, he rubbed him that way. But where does Hayes go after that? I don't know, but he just walks off. And then, like, the exhaust from Roland West's car just engulfs him. And we got one of those great, like, you know, landscape scenes of, I guess, the Ozarks. And, uh, you know, I'm just thinking to myself, where's he going? You know, where, what's he got going on, you know? And then, uh, you know, we flash forward just a bit, too. We get back into 2015. And, um, no, actually, we actually get another bit of information, too. Wow, I think dude. it's from Lieutenant Dan saying that somebody was paying Julie, right? Mm -hmm. And I have it here. Mickey, who was paying Julie? Because I didn't pick that up. I was trying to figure it out. It's got to be the Hoy Chicken people. They yeah. got the money. Yeah, you know what? That makes sense. We're about to get to that, which is the goddamn best part. <gasps> Coincidentally, also, too, what color are your headphones right now? Oh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, I just, God, you know, and like, I, if you watch shows like, uh, like sometimes my wife pulls me into like Teen Mom or like that shit on MTV, they'll advertise the best part of the show and it only happens like in the last 10 minutes. True Detective, there's several great moments, but this week in particular, mm. the last 10 minutes, I could feel it building. The scene that I could, so like, when we flash forward to 2015, Roland West is now in Purple Haze's house, right? Roland West is in Purple Haze's house. Did he drive there or did they come together? Because there was this moment where like Roland's going through the book and you see all those sticky notes yeah. that Hayes didn't read. Right. But when Hayes walks in the room, he's got this weird ass look on his face like... He forgot who he was. He, yeah, he, he didn't even know who Roland was for How a moment, doing? I guess. Yeah, it was oh, weird, man. I was like, oh my God, what's going on here? You know, Amelia's book, wowed you. You know, they're also talking at that point. Uh, you know, we got other flat circle undertones there. I, I, I didn't write everything down because I was like stressed for time. Also, you're, too, if you think about what, what's the people? Look at this little drawing I got right here. See the people? <laughs> it's a circle. Oh, time is time a flat, is a flat circle. circle. He says, what's the people? And then we have Wildia giving her little book presentation. Now, who, nowhere. Who walks in? Whitehead back. What's his name? Whitehead. Whitehead. So this is the, the man privilege. with the white eye who... Um, had that great scene, which I thought was going to escalate like hardcore when they went into like the neighborhood and they were questioning that man and like all the, the locals came and were like surrounding Hayes and Roland West. But uh, the fact that uh, he's back up in there, man. Phew, what's he like, screaming what's about? Well, what, he was, I, 
You're going to capitalize You're off the death of all these people? Yeah, because he's probably in the book, too, right? In the first one, if he's in the first case, you know, so, like, they got to, like, make sense of that. And, like... And then it draws you in know? on Wildia. And what does she do? She whispers something. Uh, what does she whisper about? I don't know, man. What's up with Wildia? I know what she yeah, whispers. Yeah, I got to tell you, though. I'm, like, Do you know what she whispers? To, what she whisper? Dolls. She does say that. I didn't write that down. See? This is why we're a good Dolls, bro. Yeah, but why does she say that, though? Because he's it the, was Whitehead. He's the one that made the, the dolls. dolls. From the church. Dolls. Dolls. Yeah, but somebody could easily pick. I, I just, I don't know. I mean, like, either that or she she knew of him and planted it. If she's the one that's doing all these murders. The other thing, too, is this, like, I don't know if she's capable of a murder. I do think she's capable of being an asset to this, what we're about to reveal here. The, she just wrote a whole book. She knows everything. About a girl who just came back. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, and now she's trying to write a second book about it. Mm -hmm. Did that book lead people away from the case? Lead people toward the case? I Is wish she we, just I wish an innocent that. bystander? We don't know what happens to her, buddy. I wish we, we had know. a copy of that book so we could What's read it. What's it called? What's the name of that book? I don't know. Life and I, Times I wrote in the that, West Finger? <laughs> Inside Purple Haze. So um, let's just like lament for a moment because we know mm -hmm. what's about to happen, yeah, right? We yeah. both know where we're at we right know, now. We we're know. at like the, yeah, the moment. <laughs> we're at the moment and we have all this information. And, and it's our boy I, Tom too, I, walking into places he can't get. He's just like, I'm in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just the best episode for me. It gives you so much, but it's still not really giving you anything. We don't know. Just so. like I haven't let you know about my epiphany moment staring out at the Viet Cong through my window this mm -hmm. morning while in the bathroom. So what are you talking about, Tom? What's he doing now, skulking around? Tom goes access? into the Hoyt house. How does he know where this house is? How does he know? I, that's a good question. He's but drunk. Also, the He's fact that we have a high, pro, bing, high profile bing, bing. level security By that allow, allows him in. I think that's the dude they interviewed. What's Harris James. Harris James, that chicken man. What should we call him? We should call him... <sighs> El Pollo Loco. Um, El <laughs> Pollo Loco. chicken man in the first season? What's chicken man from? Mm. I don't know. We got Trash Man. We got Chicken Man. We got all sorts of pissy chicken moments here. Pissy just giving us everything. If you but know who the Chicken Man but is. This is oh, now, it's this from Breaking is, Bad. This is, I have it written here on the side. See, it says Tom always walks in. This is the third time that Tom has walked in <laughs> undetected. <laughs> well, actually, it. no, he's detected right now. But the fact is, and speaking about it now here on the Bobcast, he didn't sneak in. He was let in. And he broke in, though. He smashed but that he, with the gun. Yeah, but he they could have easily, you know, like called the authorities or hitting the security alarm. They let him in so they could do whatever they're about to do to him. And look, this is the moment of the show too, where you're just like, oh, Jesus Christ, they're going to show us just a snippet of something, something. What, what are we going to see? How does he know where he's going to go to see what we're going to see? I, I imagine every man out there thinks if I'm going to find something, I'm going to walk down a dark corridor into the basement. I got the basement right behind me here. I, who knows what dark shit we got down here at my grandma's scene. Why is he even going there it. in the first place? Did Dan O'Brien tell him the name? That's a good point. That's a good point. How did he get there? Unless he knew about Hoyt, unless he knew about some information that p pertained, well, who paid Julie off? Listen so to Ju me. Yeah. You got it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Remember when they had the warrant to search through his new residence? Whose residence? Tom's? Tom's. And they went yes. through his little drawer, just like yes. you see the one over there, and they opened it up. They saw all the condoms. Yes, the Trojans. And that little pamphlet that you studied, what was that pamphlet trying to teach him how to do? Not be a homosexual. How do you think he's not going to be a homosexual? By going to conversion therapy? In what color room, Bob? Oh. Oh. <laughs> Wait, how does that connect? What's the pink room have to do with that? That's where he goes to get cured. 
Mm, I, okay, okay. So I see where you're going with that, but I'm going to present a new possibility. Now, we heard the Purcell girl mention um, the princess from the pink room. Now, when he goes into this room, that's a good point. Maybe he, maybe something has something to do with his sexuality, but what he did... But to me, what that read as, and I see that, I, yes. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, so yes, I, mean, I saw it out my window, like the Viet Cong, I'm telling you, it was a moment. To I me, to me, eyes, oh, yeah, yeah, I could see it. Yeah, so, so he knew to go there because he had been under some sort of, oh, so that's why, that's also too why the Purcell girl. I don't even want to say yeah, what but, they had him do to cure his homosexuality because it involves. Oh my God, you think he did that? I think that's what they tried to teach people if that's what they were teaching people. What, if you're gay, then you have to have sex with your kid? Not your kid, but little okay. kids. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. The fucking sprawl. Darkness, dude. I'm getting the chills. I just, I, okay, so now, so he knew how to get there. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. Isn't so, that yeah, so, 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 like, okay, so when he gets into the pink room and we see the pink, you know, and, and like, I've said this too before on the Bombcast, the true. <laughs> Bobcast that color is always something for me on the show. It's like it's always threading the needle for me. The themes of color, yellow, and now we have pink. Mm. Pink now is like this. Like, I, like as soon as we walked into that room, and then all of a sudden we're, we're we're tight on Tom. Tom's looking around the room, and then he looks and he sees either a photograph of his girl or it's her. I, then the dude in the background who does look like the chicken man, Harris James, comes up behind him, and then we cut to black. It's definitely Harris James, and it's definitely Harris James in the. Let Viet me ask Kong you a question though, because you only watched dream. it once, right? When he's going down them stairs, I'd like to watch this episode again. So, like, when he's going down them stairs, is he going down them stairs in a way where it's like he's scared that he's going to get caught, or is he going down those stairs because he's trying to make not make noise because he knows where he's going? Is he a part of this? He was drinking back then. Now he doesn't drink. It's all in front of our face. The detective <laughs> curse, bro. All those but, condoms. But even, <laughs> even, even with all we're exposing and understanding right now, we still have no answers. We have none. And I love that. And we have two more episodes. And I'm just really stoked at this point, man. It's been a great ride so far. Oh, it's been great. Here it's on been that. awesome. Bombcast. Um... That moment's gonna live in infamy too. Yeah, it's life. really gonna live it. The pink room really <laughs> it got me. It like struck me too. I know. Like nobody was. I was. I was watching alone. I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like trying to call like all the way down here to the the lounge, to like uh, you know telepathically communicate with my partner here in the podcast. Yeah, it just gets better and better. Yeah, and there's this so is, much content here. I feel as if like season one, it was definitely like, the true sequel. Season one season was just one. like, uh, you know, we got some dead bodies. We got some perps. We're going to go around. But <laughs> really, there's, but this one really does. I, and, and like, I, you know, we do know because we had spoiled the fact that there's that true detective uh, image. I can't wait to find out how, um, what's her name that uh, Cyborg's having Heather. sex with? Heather ties the two together because she's always got this like vast knowledge too like do you, do you realize this dude's dead do you you know yeah, like where's she getting this info from well she knows everything and also too it's like why is she interviewing a man who clearly can't remember stuff you know what i mean like why why where where is um well i guess they couldn't get the rolling because Roland was out in the woods where is while you interviewing the man why huh? is dead man i think while i think while you got herself See, I, it could be so easy, like everyone, like an internet, and like I, I try, and you do too, like not to read too much into this. But I what didn't I read do last is, night. I read about it after I post a true Bobcast, so that I, way I can see right. how close we are. And after last week's episode, I was reading all about, it, and I'm just like, oh, okay, I see that everybody thinks it's wild. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's like, it's her, it's her. Remember now, that week I kind of 
led yeah, you down that yeah. path? Yeah, I remember that. I, and like, I read you know, about it before. I, but. I, I could see it, but I think that it would be a, um, a misstep to think that Pizzy would allow us to just... It, it could even be even closer under our nose that we don't even know. You've even said before, do you think it could be uh, Perp? Perp just went nuts and started killing people. Well, no. Well. I mean, like, yeah. Uh, Not no more, though. I don't the information know. We see. We're, we're yeah. getting twisted in a flat circle. We are. You know, there's Yo, nothing wrong with that, though. As, as far as this being the true sequel to mm-hmm. season one, I had the funniest note that season two was like Halloween three. <laughs> season of the Witch. <laughs> they got to remake that, too, because season or episode or Halloween three was just like the most bizarre thing you'll ever see, dude. Eight more there there was something Halloween in this episode that actually reminded me of Shamrock. You know why they did that? Made Halloween three. They wanted to make it an anthology series. Mm, they did because they, they couldn't. They thought they couldn't continue the Michael Myers story no more. Coincidentally, too, they did the same thing with Jaws. Jaws three D. Mm. It was my first three D movie. I remember I couldn't keep them goddamn glasses on my face. I think I was like four or five. You got to go back and watch Halloween three though. It's filled with a oh, bunch Halloween, of just Halloween three would have been great if it wasn't called Halloween three. Yeah. It's dark. Exactly. It's dark. And they got to remake. They got to bring that back. Great. They could. They could. Do you know there well, were they, they in Halloween in like ancient occult mystery? Did you see the Halloween um, remake? No, never. The masks. Are I didn't. In it. The masks from Season of the Witcher in it. Everything's in it. But I mean, wait, really? Yeah. I mean, well, not in the context of like plot, but it's more like uh, I thought you know, they always kind of threw them in there anyway. Something I don't know, but I mean, like that Ain't universe is pale in comparison to this, like bombcast. Oh, yeah, I do have a cool announcement here on the True Bobcast. Uh, We just got added to Google Play. So Google now officially recognizes me as the Bobcast. Nice. So I've taken over the. (laughs) But that means basically if you have um, Google Play, you could say, hey, Google, play the Bobcast. And we'll pop on and talk to you about all sorts of things. (gasps) True. But yeah, man, the case gets even better and better each week. I can't wait to get back into the lounge so we could talk more about it. You we know? spent such little time in 2015. Yeah. I, I think that like moving forward, we're going to see a little more, more 2015, especially in the final episode. Obviously. That's what happened with True Detective season one, too, as yeah. we move more into like Rust and Marty. Like, who is the one? Like, I don't know. I see. That's the thing is, I don't I think, think everyone's just going to keep dying. I, I, this is my prediction. I got one for you. Okay. I hit the bombshell. I can't predict. You predict. I think that we won't when all push comes to shove like you know how like when uh, you follow a story like you find out information privy to the audience that the main characters don't know yes I think they will remain um, defeated whereas the audience connects all of them together Mm. you got the sprawl you got the yellow king you got the pink room you got all these different things going together and then what happens is Roland and Purple Haze don't know season four Amelia Mahershala Ali Stephen Dorff, Matthew McConaughey, <laughs> and Woody Harrelson. Oh I mean, my like, God. like first off, like HBO has to has to like I mean, like they set it up in True Detective season one, which is that they're outside staring at the stars. And he's like, we didn't get them all, we didn't get them all. And as I've been saying nonstop here on the True Podcast, there's nothing better than a man at the end of his rope getting redemption. Something just popped into your head with your pink headphones on. Tell me. Maybe it's not season four. Maybe it's episode eight that Marty and... Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> if you if that's true, dude. Okay, in order to do that, though, what they would have to do is film it on a closed set. And, and they would have to have nobody involved with it. Because as you know, in today's spoiler territory, I mean, costumes get out. Like we oh saw what the Joker God, looked like on the subway. Dude. But that would be amazing. I mean, even if you had it for the moment where... 
you know, 2015 version of Rust and Marty yeah. show up. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Oh, my and, God. And then the, the cameo. Busy could take off like two, three years <laughs> and we'd all be waiting for it. You know what I mean? Yo, if you, if you, if. Shit, I'll be well on in my mid 40s. Wow. You know? Best episode of the season, best podcast of the season. But yeah, I really do think that that's what's going to happen is like we will find out what, what happens. Somebody will die. Definitely. It's wild, you without doubt. But I mean, I hope that both detectives make it out like they did in season one. But what I would love to see is like this, like I've I've been saying it since the get-go, every single season of True Bobcast, I want the connection, man. And it's Mm. coming, it's coming. And it could be coming next week. Shit, it could be coming in two weeks. I don't care. But we'll be here for it, here on the True Bobcast. Mick, uh, it's great. I wish we could just keep doing detective work forever. I know. Dude. I mean, even in my own personal life, what's going on right now with like my job that I can't talk about, I'm a detective all the time at work. Yeah, I can't always even stop. detective. I, I feel like maybe I should go back to school, but they they won't take me. I'm almost 40 years old, but in another okay. life, maybe I'm a true detective. Uh, my name's Bob. This has been another episode of True Bobcast. Bobcast. We'll see you next week. Peace.